I confess, while having sex with my ex, I often thought of my best friend to get through it. And I actually told him this while we were fucking, maybe not the right time, in a confessional, because it felt right, and I guess that's why he's my ex. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin, Texas-based live show featuring smart storytelling and anonymous confessing. Stories heard at Bedpost Confessions, as well as sister shows Unspoken and Confess, all explore themes of humor, vulnerability, and emotional justice on varying topics. No matter the topic, the highlight of any Bedpost Productions is the participation of the audience members sharing their own secrets in the form of anonymous confessions, which are read aloud during the show. In 1973, after years of moving from town to town all over Texas, so my daddy could be substitute preacher at one small church after another, my mama said she was tired of being a preacher's wife. So my daddy quit preaching, and we moved back to Baytown, where I was born. On the way, we stopped in my daddy's tiny little hometown, and he preached one last sermon at the Pentecostal church near the highway. The weekend turned into an unexpected family reunion, and after all of the beds at Mama and Papa's were spoken for, my sisters and I got shuffled off to sleep with other folks. The girls stayed with different aunts and uncles, and I ended up at the parsonage next to the church because the preacher and his wife had two sons who were close to my age. I was almost 10. Whoops. Whee. Oh, that's better. I was almost 10. Danny was 9. And Kenny was 12, but Kenny mostly ignored us. This was the first time I had spent the night with anybody I wasn't related to, and I was excited about it, even though Danny and I weren't very acquainted with each other. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Late that night, Danny elbowed me awake and handed me a wad of fabric that glowed blue in the light of the cross on the roof of the church next door. I said, what's this? Danny shushed me, so I quietly unwadded the fabric and discovered I was holding his fruit of the looms. Danny giggled and tugged at my waistband until I took off my underwear. He tossed both pairs to the floor. Next, he took my hand and formed it into a C shape with his hand over mine, then guided both of us under the covers and attached me to his body by my fingertips, to his penis, to be specific to the head of his penis, to be exact. <laughs> it felt like a chicken neck, his hard little penis. <laughs> Danny began squeezing my hand in a rhythmic, pulsing manner so that I, in turn, would squeeze the head of his penis with my fingertips. Once I was squeezing on my own without his persistence, Danny let go and started squeezing on me. After about a half dozen squeezes, my penis got hard like a chicken neck, too. We lay there under a handmade quilt that my mamma probably had some part in creating, <laughs> quietly squeezing one another's chicken necks in the blue light of the Holy Cross shining down on us from atop of the church next door. Amen. I didn't know exactly what was happening, but it didn't hurt. In fact, to be honest, it felt pretty good. 
In the back of my mind, I thought maybe there was something wrong with what we were doing, but decided that since it was Danny showing me how to do it, that it probably wasn't a sin, seeing as how Danny was a preacher's kid like me. I even went so far as to think that had my mama not made my daddy stop preaching, perhaps this was the kind of thing I would have eventually learned to do on my own. That perhaps all preacher's kids learn to do it at a certain age. That perhaps Danny had learned it from Kenny, and Kenny had learned it from... Well, I wasn't too sure about all of that, so I let it go. Not Danny's chicken neck, oh no. I kept on squeezing and squeezing. The more we squeezed, the better it felt. I had decided earlier in the day that Danny was a much better Christian than I. He was younger than me by seven months, yet he had already spoken in tongues. In fact, that very evening, I had witnessed Danny across the congregation, arms raised toward heaven, face stained with tears, lips trembling as the glossolalia issued forth. I had witnessed people speaking in tongues numerous times in my life and prayed often that it would happen for me, but my faith apparently wasn't strong enough to receive the Holy Ghost. People testifying about it oftentimes described it as feeling like their very faith was bubbling up, that an inner light was pouring out of them from their mouths. To tell the truth, these testimonies scared me. I was afraid of how it might feel having faith bubbles or inside light coming out of me. I asked the Lord to help me overcome these fears, but so far my prayers had gone unanswered. However, that night as Danny squeezed the head of my penis, I was definitely starting to feel kind of bubbly. Now, I never imagined that the Holy Ghost would show up anywhere except at church, but there was a church right next door, and the light of its cross was shining on us, so I decided that maybe this was a gift from God. I let my light shine. I let my faith bubbles bubble up. I even opened my mouth a little bit, just the tiniest bit, to facilitate the Holy Ghost coming into or out of my body. I swirled my tongue around in my mouth to loosen it up, you know, get it good and ready for the onslaught. I may not have spoken in tongues as yet, but I certainly had done my share of praying. So I prayed, Lord, give me faith. I said it just barely above a whisper. And as if the Lord was giving me a sign that he had heard me, my heart started beating faster. Please, Lord, I prayed. Let me be worthy. Let me be filled with the Holy Ghost. My tongue started buzzing like it was connected to half a dozen nine-volt batteries. The bubbles inside me were much more than just the fizz of a bottle of Coca-Cola. Nay, it was like a volcano of hot Coke about to erupt. Hallelujah! The bubbles started, swirled, and the light shined. I was certain that the Holy Ghost was coming. Praise God! Then the strangest thing happened. The bubbles and the light didn't issue forth from my mouth as I believed was the way of the Lord. Instead, it all seemed to concentrate toward the part of my body where Danny was connected to me, to the head of my penis. But as they say, the Lord works in mysterious ways. I shuddered 
From the top of my head to the tips of my toes, I pulsed inside and out. I raised my hands and I shouted, thank you, Jesus. And then light exploded from inside of me and filled the room. The light of God, it had to be. I saw Kenny across the room, sitting up in his bed, praising the Lord as the Holy Ghost flew around the room above us. Hallelujah, praise God. But then, but then, but then the light burned out and the bubbles fizzled and Kenny wasn't exactly praising the Lord. It sounded more like he was laughing at me and I'm certain I heard him or someone say, you're going to hell. And yay, like Adam and Eve, my eyes were opened and I suddenly felt ashamed of my nakedness. Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. <laughs> it was obvious I had come far short of the glory of God. I jumped out of bed, felt around for my jeans, and as I pulled them on, Danny leaned toward me, whimpering, Hey, wait, I didn't get to finish. I stumbled through the pitch black house to the bathroom and sat on the edge of the clawfoot tub for a while before slowly unzipping myself to see what might have happened to assess whatever damage might have been done. My penis was bright red from all of the squeezing, but other than that, there was nothing different about me. Not on the outside, anyway. I tiptoed back to the bedroom and slept fully dressed on the floor between the bed and the wall. And when I awoke, the room was full of sunlight. Kenny was on the far side of his room making his bed. He said, thank you, Jesus. I said, what? Kenny said, you got to watch out for my little brother. He's a dirty bird. Kenny left the room chuckling, and when I heard him greeting my daddy, I rushed to the kitchen to defend myself against whatever the preacher's kids might be saying about me. However, both boys were oddly silent throughout breakfast, only occasionally passing devious smiles along with the platter of their mama's buttermilk pancakes. After we said our goodbyes, my daddy and I climbed into our U-Haul truck, got on the highway, and headed toward Baittown my mama and sisters having gone separately in the car. It was a long, quiet drive. I think perhaps my daddy was kind of sad about not preaching anymore. But I, for one, was rather relieved that I was no longer a preacher's kid. Thank you. Bedpost Confessions is produced by Julie Gillis, Mia Martina, and Sadie Smythe. Audio production is by Ian Danskin. Confess with us at bedpostconfessions.com. Until next time, we will leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess until a year ago, I was completely oblivious to the fact that I have a very large dick. I love that. And then they say, uh, I watch too much porn. Wait, well, I don't know that those are necessarily related. All right. But go but maybe. That's great. Watch the porn and have a big ass dick. <laughs> uh, good. I, I confess. Uh, one night, my partner and I just decided to put a dildo in my ass while he fucked me. 
Well, it wasn't a proper butt plug with Uh-oh. the wide base. Oh, no, 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 no. So it slipped in. Oh, no, no, no. All the way. No, 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 no. It took several hours to get it out. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought I might be one of those people with something in their ass in the ER. Oh, no. Flared base. Flared base. But for all, just in case, should this happen to you, pro tip, extraction is all about the angle of your hips. It's like, like childbirth. Oh, no. So is Julie. No. I'm done, y'all. I'm dead. I'm dead of that.